Hi, this is Craig, and welcome to this episode of Leaders with Craig Miller. This is the podcast where we speak with leaders and discuss real-life challenges and practices to becoming more effective at work and in life. Recently, I had the opportunity to work with a team, and the topic that came up in our work was once the vision is clear, once the desired outcome, or what I often call the shared promise, is starting to get much more clear for the team, how do we move into execution? How do we make sure that we are actually creating results that are aligned to that vision? So this is um, some work that I have consistently done over the years with teams. And recently in one of these projects, the, the team leader said to me, you know, it'd be really interesting to do a podcast on this topic itself. I think it's something that many of us are dealing with and, and can learn from. So that's what today's all about. I hope that you enjoy the episode and, and let's begin. From vision to execution. This is, this is a very interesting topic, I think, which is, uh, they're both actually really challenging. How do I make sure that I get that outcome correct as a team? And then certainly, how do we create results that matter and are aligned? So my first question as always is, what, what is the challenge that I see in the world working with teams? And I think the first one is that I see great and often creative conversations that lead to no results. So I have witnessed this. I have talked to so many clients around the world who share with me, we really do have great ideas and we actually have great meetings and great conversations. The frustration comes because these really well-intentioned, smart people are getting stuck in that the results are not showing up. We sort of spin around in circles and keep talking about these ideas and then what happens is that the team's customer, and, and I'll talk more about this distinction, but when I say customer, I'm talking about the stakeholders within the organization that are receiving this team's promise, whatever it is that the team is going to produce. The team's internal customer begins to lose trust and faith in the team who just seem to be very busy and talking a lot, but not really creating desired change, desired results, milestones, KPIs, whatever you call it in your organization. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I see, I, I use the word change, I see it so much in the world right now, is this desire to actually create transformation. And we talk a lot about it, but what this episode is about, about really is how do I go and, and lead it and make sure that my team and I are creating that change and those results. Sometimes, just to, just to add one more challenge, sometimes what I see as well is that we're just a little too quick to move into execution. However, it's on the wrong path because the team wasn't fully aligned. So I'm sure that many of you listening have had this experience where we go a little too quickly and think things are aligned and we all get busy and realize a few months later that we're not actually working on the same project and we're certainly not aligned. I had the pleasure years and years ago of working with a BCG partner named Eve Moreau, who has a, a great TED Talk, by the way, and he shared that BCG had done a study with hundreds and hundreds of companies around the world and found that 60%, 60% of work is done, undone, and redone 
because the leadership is not clear from the very beginning on what the desired outcome is, this leads to all sorts of issues and waste and mistrust and uh, a lack of motivation, of course. So let's let's move into my next question always with these topics. What's the cost of not being skilled at leading from one to the other, from vision to execution? So if I'm the leader of a team, what is the actual cost if I'm not good at this yet? I think what I see is that there is eventual frustration and disengagement, as I just said, due to lack of action. When you have A players and just speaking internally, you have people that get very frustrated pretty quickly if we're just talking about change, talking about outcomes, but not actually producing them. I think in addition, one of the costs is lack of innovation. So we are often, if we're not aligned, we're playing a smaller game. We are not really creating any kind of newness and certainly no change. And this can lead to one of what I think is the most dangerous moods in organization, which is resignation. Resignation is a mood that basically internally sounds like this. It doesn't really matter what happens. Nothing is going to change around here. This is why we see churn and, and, and folks leaving and, and all sorts of bad things that are happening. But mostly what's happening is we're just not creating the results. And then we move into another topic that I've talked about on this podcast before, which is just lack of trust. So it would be lack of trust of the customers of your team. They don't actually trust you to produce the results that you're saying you're going to produce. And it could even be lack of trust of the people that work for you on your team, because there's a point when we keep saying we have this vision, we have this commitment to change, to transformation, to results, and yet it's not really happening. So That leads to another question, which is the more interesting question for me as a coach is, so how do we actually connect vision to execution and produce these results? How how have I found that you you can make this shift and begin working? And we'll look at that a little bit at a high level and then actually move into some practices that I think you can immediately execute on. So the first question I would ask any leader is, is your vision able to be tangible and measurable enough. So what do I mean by this? I live in Madrid and at this moment in time, Real Madrid uh, has just just uh, made it to the finals in Paris in Champions League, very exciting. And uh, what I would say is, the example is Real Madrid may have a vision of being the greatest football club on the planet, an inspiration to children. You know, they can have these vision statements what I'm interested in, let's 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 be careful with words, because we can say vision, we can say strategy, we can say shared promise. What I want to know is, does the team have, and that's why I like the word shared promise, does the team have an actual aligned, measurable, tangible outcome that everyone can touch, agree on, and then begin to manage? So in Real Madrid's case, They might have those very high floating vision statements, but they also have very clear shared promise, which is to win La Liga in Spain, to win Champions League, to win what is called La Copa del Rey, the the, the Spanish Cup, as, as, as three major examples. So let's just take champions. What I mean by that is whether you are the goalkeeper, you're a striker, 
or you're the physical therapist for Real Madrid, just to give examples, everyone can align that winning champions is why we're here, one of the main reasons that we're here. That is a very tangible, measurable outcome. We can actually have conversations every single week as to are we making the right decisions? Are we creating the right action? Are we on track? This is what I find in organizations is not as clear. Um, Another great metaphor that I love is going to the symphony and watching professional musicians who need to actually be a team to create the music that we enjoy when we go to the symphony. So it's actually not enough that you've been practicing the clarinet your whole life, that you understand the score and that you can play the piece perfectly. That's not enough. There is a shared promise that creates the magical moment when you go to the symphony, which is that the clarinet player is not only focused on their piece and what they're doing with their instrument, but they're listening to those around them and they're committed to creating music together. That's what I would call the shared promise. And and that's the question I have for teams around the world is, are you, when you say you have a vision, when you say that you are, you know, clear on what the team stands for, do you have it at that level where people show up and realize they are part of something larger and committed to creating something that is that tangible. The next uh, distinction or piece that I wanna share, uh, at least at a very, very high level, is what what is called the cycle of the promise. Uh, Bob Dunham, one of my teachers, calls this conversation for action. And I think for the podcast today, what I wanna share is that What I have found is to actually move into execution, it's not only about having that shared promise clear, it's about also being very clear then on once we know what the outcome is, do we have solid promises as a team to end up with that shared promise? So let's just start with what is a promise. And what I have been taught is that a promise is a measurable, tangible outcome with a date. So a promise is not, I will get on that, I will work on it, I'll do my best. Those are not promises. Promises, a promise is, with my team, I will produce X result, which is tangible and measurable, by this date. That's what a promise is. So what we're looking for as we move from vision to execution is not only do we have the end game clear, but do we really have in our team solid promises from everyone as to what it is that is going to be produced. One of the greatest questions that I have learned as a leader is to move from telling people what you want them to do and move move away from that, move more into this, this very powerful question, which is, what may I count on from you? What I'm looking for is not a yes and no. It's, this is where we need to end up. What is it that I can count on from you and therefore from you and your team, typically in a matrix organization? What I often will coach my clients on is, please expect pushback because it's not the way we typically live in organizations. So when you ask someone, what may I count on from you? The response that I find the most is, I don't know, just tell me what you want me to do, what you want me to work on, and I'll get on that. And that's the hard part is that you need to have a conversation with your people and say, I'm not gonna play that game anymore. 
I see you as someone who is responsible for making and managing promises. So tell me what it is that I can count on from you. What is your promise? And then we'll, ta- we'll discuss how I can help you with that. But you own it. So again, there's a lot more to this conversation for action. I just want to at least touch on the concept of promise for now, for the sake of, of this podcast. The, the last piece, I think, in how you actually connect these two is to manage these promises. So the promises, promises can be grounded or not grounded. And this is where trust shows up. So one thing is that I say, I will have this tangible result by this date. Now, please know that if I'm your boss and you give me a promise like that, I have every right to ask you to ground that promise. What does that mean? It means show me the plan. Show me how you believe you're actually going to get there by that date. And we can have a negotiation. We can have a conversation. And I'm going to ask that you be accountable for your promise, which means you're going to show up every week, every two weeks, whatever we agree on, and let me know what is the status of the promise. And if it's by any means off, if there's something wrong or something has failed, let me know what your recovery plan is as opposed to what I see so often in organizations, which is I'm doing the best I can to help. And if something goes wrong, I just throw it over the fence as an escalation and say, well, that didn't work, but it's not my problem. I'm inviting, no, we're actually going to shift this completely. It is your problem. It's your promise. So what are you going to do? And asking for help might be one of the options. So what we're looking for is that the team actually begins to manage these promises. And of course, that includes with cross-functional stakeholders. I hope that that's clear. So this is where it gets really interesting is I'm managing promises to my team based on promises that are being made to me from people that work for me and some who don't even work for me in a matrix organization. And this is what allows this to work is that I'm being very clear each time, what can I count on from you, even if you don't work for me? And what I'm trying to do with my team is make sure that we continue to manage each of these promises and answer the question, are we still on track for our shared promise? So as we move then into specifics, I think as I, as I think about Uh, the feedback that I get from you all when I hear from you about the podcast, one of the things that I hear is, I like, Craig, how I can listen to the podcast and then walk away with a couple of very specific practices that I can go work on. So here's what I see in terms of immediate, you know, execution and what I can practice. I think the first thing is, and I'm assuming that you are a team leader, so it's to sit with your team and make sure that you're building enough time and space to agree for real on what the outcome is. It's not enough to just say, you know, we had a workshop, we have a vision, and then everybody goes back to work. It's really about, do you build enough time? One of my teachers says, has this principle, which I love, go slow to go fast. So are we going slow enough to make sure that we truly are agreed on what the Champions League outcome is for us or what this piece we're going to play in the symphony sounds like if we're actually playing together. 
Then I think what's next is become an observer of the world around you. What do I mean by that? I mean, as a leader, do you have enough time and space to work on questions like, who is the customer? Who's the performer? In other words, who is looking to be satisfied? It might be you, it might be your team's customer. Who's the performer? Who's the person that is actually making what clear promise? And is that promise clear? Is there truly a promise? And what's the promise that I'm making? These are the kinds of questions that I see really effective leaders asking themselves constantly. And I've done podcast episodes before on this distinction of working less in the business and more on the business. These are on the business questions. Are we really clear on the outcome? Do we have promises? And then finally, literally manage these promises with what I call a rhythm of conversation. This was a a term and a distinction that was taught to me again by Bob Dunham. It's, are we clear as a team what our rhythm is? Do we meet every two weeks? Do we meet every week? What What do we do to make sure that we're managing the promises? We're holding each other accountable for these promises and we're having meetings where it's completely safe. The term that is used today is psychological safety. It's safe to show up in a meeting and ask for help. It's safe to be saying, I made a mistake. My promise is off track. Or even, by the way, to renegotiate the promise, to basically declare, I made the promise. I've tried to recover. I've asked for help. And let's face it, it's not going to happen. So I'm going to create a new promise to avoid resignation, to avoid hope as a strategy, and actually move into a promise that I can keep with my team. So in summary, what I would say is the thing that I think is immediately practicable for each of us is to look with your team at some of these basic questions and make enough space to have an open conversation with as a team. Are we clear on what the shared promise is? Do we all agree that this measurable, tangible outcome with a date is what we are here to do together and that it's realistic? And the way to answer the question, is it realistic, is to break it down into promises by each team member. What can I bring to this team with my people that will help us get there? And of course, then, we create a rhythm of conversation to manage that. One of the things that I have done, just to share a quick story, I I shadow coach consistently. I have the chance to watch leaders and teams in action. And what I think is really interesting, I worked with, with a team recently that I've been coaching for some time and watched them move from what I call a work group into a team. So I may have shared this in other podcast episodes, but my distinction is a work group is two or more people that have one major thing in common, typically the same boss. So the reason that they get together in meetings is because they have the same boss, basically. And everyone is really just working on their own thing and there is no shared promise. And I see this most of the time in what people call teams. This is what I actually see. So If we move from work group, what I would say a team, a team definition, a team are two or more people that have a shared promise. I've been using this term throughout. So 
what I what I observed when I was shadow coaching recently, this team that I've worked with, is that they went from absolutely being a work group at the beginning into spending enough time to align and agree on a very clear shared promise and to actually begin to see that there's a reason that they have these team meetings. There's a reason that they are coming together, which is to produce the shared promise and their meetings literally transformed. So their meetings, when I first started working with them, were a combination of people just showing up and sharing what they're working on. It is, I think, one of the most boring meetings that I've ever have to that I ever had to live through in my corporate career, which is just going around the table and people are talking about what they're doing. Which, if you're a work group, has very little to do with me. The leader of the team might be interested, but everyone else is kind of working on email, to be honest. So it's a very different conversation if we jointly own an outcome. And each time someone is reporting in the meeting the status of their promises, which are directly aligned with our shared promise, I'm listening. Because now when my colleague is, is reporting on status, if they are off track, I'm off track. And I want to know where things are. I'm in that meeting to answer the question, are we actually going to get there to this, this shared out outcome. And so this is what I've observed and I can just share with you, it is much more fun. If anyone's ever worked, even in sports or in music or any other performance art, if you've worked truly in a team environment, a real team where there's a shared promise, it's exciting. It's collaborative, it's creative, it's a lot of fun. As we wrap up the episode today, what I would say as always, is that I truly believe leadership is a performance art, that managing promises is simply a leadership practice. You can get better at this by noticing, is the promise clear? What are we trying to build here? As always, I would invite you to take today's episode and literally go with whatever it is that your team is working on and focus on promises. Make a request, make a promise, and get some clarity on what might be missing. And certainly start, as I said before, with what is that shared promise. It's a very complex conversation, but it starts with what do we really want to produce? And can we get tangible and measurable with that? And lastly, as always, I would invite compassion. So permission to be a beginner. Uh, remember that so many of us may have experienced dreaming about big ideas and a lot of experience being very tactical, being very busy in the day-to-day. -day. But for so many leaders that I work with, we're not as practiced at turning those great ideas and those dreams into specific promises that are owned by people that can manage those promises and produce results that get us on the path to actually making the dream happen. That, I think, is what we're talking about in today's episode, and I think a real skill that needs to be practiced more and more in the world. I hope that you uh, not only enjoyed today's episode, but found it valuable, and I would say most, most importantly, just again, based on this work that I did recently with a team and the team leader asking me to use some of those conversations in an upcoming podcast, what I would say is, I hope that you're able to take today's episode and 
at least go have one missing conversation with your team. At least start to get a little more clear on what is it that we're actually going to produce together and begin to look for promises that might be missing and conversations that you can have as a team. And as always, thanks very much for being here. I'm Craig Miller and reminding you that leadership is a performance art and it's learned and improved through practice. I invite you to keep listening to upcoming episodes, find new ideas, and then go out and practice in your life and work. And as always, if you found this conversation relevant and useful, please share with others. Please also send us your feedback and comments. And thanks for listening.